0: Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Big Red Monday, presented by
1: Sanderson Ford, with Wolf and Luke. I'll tell you, Wolf, one of the most impressive parts of that win yesterday for the Cardinals was their ability to shut down the San Francisco 49ers running game. And that, I think a lot of people looked, and they said, in addition to the injuries that the Cardinals had, you're missing your quarterback and your top two receivers, Maybe it's not a great matchup trying to stop San Francisco from running the football. And San Francisco didn't run the football very much, and they didn't run it very well. And I know there's some reasons for that, but by the end of the game the 49ers had 39 rushing yards and Eno Benjamin had 39 rushing yards so if you told me before the game Eno Benjamin's going to basically outrush San Francisco's entire team yeah. you would have liked the Cardinals chances
0: you know what's amazing about it is I really did believe this game was going to be won and lost on the line of scrimmage we were talking about it coming into this game offensively and defensively and the Arizona Cardinals did exactly that again you're talking about a more physical team in the National Football League when you talk about the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals went out and pummeled them. I was surprised that Kyle Shanahan did not try to run the ball a little bit more in between the tackles. I was surprised that he only ran the ball 11 times overall. I I realize they got down early 14-0, then it was 17-0 and then they scored a touchdown. I thought they were going to be a little bit more balanced after that. That was not the case right there, but give the Arizona Cardinals credit once again against a team that likes to run the ball, that being the 49ers we saw that against the Cleveland Browns we saw that against the Tennessee Titans the Arizona Cardinals have the ability to shut somebody down and they shut down the 49ers rushing attack for the most part and that really set the tone I think coming into this game though Luke in a in a gross exaggeration of the truth the onus was on the Arizona Cardinals defense to set the tone for this game to win a game, if you will, for the Arizona Cardinals, just like I thought they did the first time they played the San Francisco 49ers in October. Yeah. The defense played so well in that game. Now, it was Trey Lance as their quarterback, but... No Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins, no A.J. Green. You get Justin Pugh, you lose him early. Chase Edmonds, you lose him on the first play of the game. Now, all of a sudden, you've got all these problems on the offensive side of the football for the Cardinals. And the Arizona Cardinals defense went out and shut it down and set the tone for this game. Gave the Arizona Cardinals the opportunity to find itself offensively. And I thought that was huge in this game.
1: It's a reminder of the depth that this team has. And they have it on, on so many different uh, levels right now. But to be able to go out there and to to basically, like you said, you already beat this team with your defense once. And they didn't necessarily have to do it as it turns out yesterday. But I think a lot of us assume that would be the case. And to do it without J.J. Watt. I mean, just think back to the concerns you had as a Cardinals fan 24 hours ago going into this game wasn't one of them san francisco is going to try and run that's what they want to do they typically can run no matter who the running back is and we don't have jj watt yes I mean, i'm sure that thought crossed most cardinals fans minds and yet san francisco ran the ball for 39 yards yes. and, and to your point some of it is because the cardinals jumped on them early they've been doing that to teams that can run well though i mean yes that's not an accident that's by design
0: no that is by design right there and again the start is so critical when, you, when you're missing all of the guys that the Arizona Cardinals were missing, the start is so critical in this game. And they got off to a great start because of their defense. Their defense held the 49ers. Here's the first four possessions. Punt, fumble, punt, fumble. <laughs> that is the that is the way the first four possessions of the 49ers ended they set the tone for this team and gave the cardinals a baseline to hold on to while getting off to a 17 to nothing lead now think about that that was the start to this football game and when you hear somebody say defense travels well think of yesterday Think of yesterday and what you saw yesterday. Just how well that defense played. In 5 away games, the Arizona Cardinals have allowed 16.6 points per game. 5 away games. And think of those teams that they've played yeah, away. Yeah,
1: four of them have been good to great. What is it? Off the top Sixth- of my head, Tennessee, Jacksonville, the Rams, the uh, Browns and the 49ers. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> think about that. 16.6 points per game. Yeah. This defense, again, set the
1: tone for this team. Okay, I got some clips here from Marcus Golden. So we're going to start with this one. And I haven't heard it yet, Wolf, but I'm pretty sure you're going to like it. He, uh, he said after the game, we expected to stop the run.
2: Uh, that's, that's what we expected, man. We expected. They got some great players over there. They got a good offensive line. But uh, we expected to come out here and stop this run, man, and be nasty. That's the type of defense we are. That's how we are in practice every day. That's how we are in the meeting rooms, getting getting our assignment done and, and uh, overstudying knowing that we're doing our job the right way. So that's the type of stuff we expect.
1: We expect to come out there when we work hard, and we expect to get great results. Now, naturally, the the follow-up was what does nasty football mean? Yeah, I, 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 it, 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 it
2: I meant it like uh old school football, man. When you line up, you know they going the quarterback going to be on the center and then the lineman going to come at you. You going to have to set the edge. You going to have to stop the run first before you can even get the chance to rush the passer. So that's what I mean by nasty football. And um that's what they tried to do at first when we got out there and we was a little nastier today and um we take pride in it. <laughs>
0: He's just nasty. That's all he is. He's just nasty, period. He goes out and plays the game in a very nasty kind of way. And yet, man, I'll tell you what. The physicality of the Arizona Cardinals yesterday was on display for everybody to see, offensively and defensively, and even in transition. They did a great job of being more physical than the San Francisco 49ers. And I have to tell you, Luke, that really was something that was shocking to me.
1: They've done that to you a couple times this season, though.
0: Yes, because the 49ers are a physical football team. I know them to be a physical football team, and I also know them to be a desperate football team. Think about it. They're sitting there three and four. They have the opportunity to get to four and four, to get to five hundred, to say, hey, listen, you know what? The first half of the season right now, okay, guys, we're four and four. We're at five hundred. We're, 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 we're in the postseason. If it were to end today, um let's just go out and take the second half and let's go. Let's play San Francisco 49ers football. It's so easy to say that, but That was not the case. They were desperate, and they got shellacked by a team that is just more desperate, a team that is more professional, a team that is more physical. I have to tell you, maybe, (laughs) maybe they're just better, and that is that is something that the nation is having a hard time justifying this morning.
1: Yeah, they're having a hard time. We have a couple TVs on in here, and I, granted, I'm not just like sitting there watching the TV, but I can see it out of the corner of my eye while you're talking, Wolf. And I've seen a lot of highlights of Matthew Stafford throwing interceptions. Yeah, not seen a lot. Now, as I'm talking, they just finally brought the Cardinals up, so maybe there's. <laughs> but I really <laughs> hadn't seen a lot of Cardinals on that TV yet, and to me, they are clearly the best team in the NFL right now. I, I would say right now, nine weeks in, this is the most clear it's been. They're 8-1. Wow. Everybody else has a has a bad loss Like uh, the, of the good teams. Most of them just got it yesterday. The only teams that are even near them now, one of them, they played in, in L.A. and they handled them. I mean, I guess technically Tennessee, record-wise, is getting up there now, too. Tennessee's 7-2. and two. Yeah. The Cardinals handled them, too. Yes. They were at full strength back then. <laughs> yes. Tennessee, not at full strength, just took care of the Rams last night. So, like, there's not – I'm interested to hear the argument people make against the Cardinals because – I haven't heard a compelling one yet. I'm I, with you. I no, really no. I really just I haven't. All right, so uh, when we come back, now it's your turn to sound off on what you saw yesterday and what you think about the Cardinals. Basically at the midway point of the season, we'll take some calls. 602-260-9870, the number into the show. Again, 602-260-9870. Your calls when we come back on the Wolf and Luke show on 987 FM, Arizona sports station
0: home of Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station, Big Red Monday presented by
1: Sanderson Ford with Wolf and Luke. back to the show on this big red monday from the dignity health arizona cardinals training center we're gonna have colt mccoy on in a little bits and we're gonna have uh cardinals head coach cliff kingsbury on uh, towards the end of the show as well right now though we're gonna have you on 602-260-9870 so let's go out to the phones and we will start with scott and glendale scott you're on the wolf and luke show wolf luke good to be with you on this beautiful monday Um, As for my thoughts on this weekend's game, I think Cliff Kingsbury finally showed the world and even some Arizona Cardinals fans his true potential because he showed us exactly what he said in his press conference, that the Arizona Cardinals are more than their starting quarterback as compared to teams like the Packers, who aren't much more than their starting quarterback. And so right now, Cliff Kingsbury has my vote for Coach of the Year. It's going to be pretty hard for national broadcasters to – Doubt the Arizona Cardinals. I'm looking at Keyshawn,
2: uh, but I'm very excited for, for Cliff and the Arizona Cardinals' future moving forward.
1: Thanks, Scott. Appreciate the call. Yeah, look, I know it's only the halfway point, but the Cliff for Coach of the Year talk is going to be interesting because if they keep winning like this, Wolf, it's going to be ridiculous if he's not on the short list. And uh, (laughs) it does feel like there are some people that just won't vote for him.
0: No, you're right about that, but I think a lot of it has got to do with the fact that this was the first game that Cliff Kingsbury coached without Kyler Murray. And to see Colt McCoy go out there and play the way that he did, to see the offense go out and play the way that he did, I think it only highlights the job that Cliff Kingsbury has done here, he doesn't get the credit he deserves, and he deserves the credit. And at some point in time, even the darkest naysayer, even the deepest critic that is out there, is going to have to admit it.
1: Yeah. Let's go out to Diego in Glendale. Diego, what's going on?
2: Hey, how's it going, Luke and Wolf? Wolf, brother, how about that rage yesterday, man? These these running backs—they were running with authority yesterday. James Conner, dipping that shoulder, running through defenders. Eno Benjamin, ASU, stand up, baby, let's go. And <laughs> another thing, Cole McCoy balled out. How about him? He's diving for first downs, man. He needs to take some lessons from Kyler on uh, diving. But hey, we got the W, let's go. Arizona Red C, stand up.
0: That is well done right there, my brother. Thanks, Honestly, Diego. it really is the run rate offense of the Arizona Cardinals. 39 rushing attempts for 163 yards and three touchdowns. James Connor, of course, he spearheaded that drive, the offensive line, I should say, more so than anybody else came off. The ball did a great job. You know, Benjamin filling in for Chase Edmonds, ran the ball as hard as I've ever seen a guy that weighs 205 pounds <laughs> run the football. Truly amazing at how how hard he ran the ball in the effort that he gave right there and even Colt McCoy to your point a couple of times, lowered the shoulder and dove for a first down. I agree with you sometimes you gotta be careful in doing that, but hey, if you're going for a first down and it's third and short and you need it, do it.
1: Uh let's go back out to the phones here and uh let's talk to David in Mobile. David, what's up?
2: Hey guys. It's good to speak with you as always. Uh, eight and one sounds pretty good. I'll tell you what. And, uh, them boys are, uh, they're resilient bunch. Um, everything thrown at them again with guys out coaches out, it's just unbelievable what they're able to do. Um, and next man up mentality, uh, through and through. Um, and I was super impressed, uh, I really love what Colt did um, and uh, not surprised at all. I was talking to a friend at church about it and talking about what they needed to do or what needed to happen to kind of put the Cardinals back where they are now. And he's like, well, you got to get through the 49ers. And I'm like, I'm not worried about it. I don't know why, but I just wasn't worried about it. I know they get paid too, and uh, but I just was not worried about it. And all the confidence in the world and Colt and, and – um and he sure showed out that's for sure
1: david thanks a lot man yeah the resiliency that uh, uh, cliff said that to uh paul calvisi after the game too yeah. paul asked him you know what essentially what does this win say about your team and he was like yeah just the resiliency and that has been i don't know that there's a better characteristic a team can have and in, in sports really is resiliency i mean there's a lot of you look you want to be the most talented you want to have the most skill you want to play together as a team uh but resiliency is, is it's right up there because there's going to be adversity. We've seen it a couple times for the Cardinals. We've only seen a loss once, though. And they responded to that loss, well, if I like it, it was the very next game.
0: It's a thing that nobody talks enough about in regard to this team. They're talented, there's no doubt. It's obvious. You look at their roster, they have a very, very talented roster, but they are tough, Luke. And nobody talks enough about that.
1: Yeah, and and that's something that I I don't think you can question at this point. Even if you're somebody that's coming in and you've just watched the last couple games, it's it's become pretty apparent. Uh, 602-260-9870, let's go out to Cody in Phoenix. Cody, you're on the Wolf and Luke Show.
2: Hey, fellas, how are we feeling on this Victory Monday?
1: Feel Beautiful. Yeah.
2: yeah, super impressed by the win. Uh, offense and defense, both sides of the ball played an excellent game. I love this team, and I love you guys. Go Cards.
0: Thank you, Cody. Cody. We appreciate that right there. Once again, man, the toughness that they're showing, resiliency that they're showing right now, it fills me with a hope and an expectation going forward. There is not going to be a letdown. There is not, like we saw last year. There is not going to be a letdown on this team, and it speaks to the leadership issue that was addressed by Steve Kime. This past off season,
1: yeah, and that's you know I, I wonder how much of it is the guys he brought in. And I'm sure there's a there's a combination here, right? But some of the guys he brought in, it was very intentional to get leadership when when he was making moves. But there's also I have to believe there's just some residual uh, effects of the guys that were here last year that started six and three. And even if you were looking at that that sixth win over Buffalo and saying okay, we needed a hail mary at the end of the game to win it, you still felt good. You were hanging with Buffalo and you had a chance. Uh, so you still had to feel like this was a playoff team. I think we all believed that when they were six and three last season, and then to miss the playoffs. I just think guys that were here like Kyler Murray and Chase Edmonds and Christian Kirk and all. I mean Chandler Jones, Marcus Golden was here for for that second part of it. Buddha Baker, like those guys. I just I think they are so tuned into the mm-hmm. fact that that happened last year. It's not just a hey, this could happen to you. It just happened to you. So you have to make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, let's go out to Tempe. Let's talk to Taylor in Tempe. Taylor, what's up?
0: How's it going, guys? Uh, great to hear from you. Love listening to you guys' show. I just uh, sort of wanted to get your guys' thoughts on my point of view, you know, Rod- Rodney Hudson coming back mm. and playing, and uh, the rest of that offensive line stepping up and
2: absolutely out physical uh San Francisco 49ers. You know, obviously the running back stepping up and killing it, but, you know, it starts with the offensive line, so I'd like to see – Your guys' thoughts on uh, the offensive line after having a tough week and Tyler going down at the end of that Packers game and how you thought them stepping up affected the game
0: oh man there's no doubt about it you nailed it right there taylor it really is it's the offensive line it always starts with the offensive line when you talk about physicality and getting more physical as a football team you mentioned rodney hudson the fact that steve keim went out and got rodney hudson brought him in here via trade brought him in put him on that offensive line and suddenly that offensive line is one of the better offensive lines in the national football league you go look at the numbers the numbers certainly support that um it's a physical physical football team and it starts with the offensive line and James Conner running behind that offensive line and can I tell you right now Paul Calvisi of course the sideline reporter he talks about this many many times in regard to the Arizona Cardinals and how they run the ball the way that offensive line feeds off of James Conner just trucking it through the a gap or trucking it through the b gap running hard when they see a guy run the ball in a physical manner run it hard dip and rip on guys um it makes you want to dip and rip on guys if you know what i'm talking about one feeds off the other James Conner feeds off that offensive line, and the offensive line feeds off James Conner or any running back, Eno Benjamin, that is willing to dip and rip and truck somebody out on the field. Not trick them. Oh, no, we don't need to trick anybody. We're talking about truck you. And that's what the Cardinals have done.
1: Trick and truck. Yes. Uh, Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. If you didn't get through, will uh, Cliff Kingsbury get the credit he deserves following their 31-17 win over the 49ers yesterday? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station.
0: The home of Arizona
1: Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station.
0: Big Red Monday, presented by Sanderson Ford with Wolf and Luke.
1: Well, if I can't stop watching the video of the fox that ran out on the field at the ASU game, did you see that? Yes. <laughs>
0: wow. It wasn't like that was some small fox either. Uh-uh. That was a big gray fox.
1: And the best part is he he sprints up into the uh, into the stands, and everybody just is kind of like, hey, there's a fox. Like, I don't really see anybody in the video, like, screaming or running away from it. He moved so quickly, maybe they didn't even, like, realize what was going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a big fox just wandering across the field.
0: Well, I think there were probably a lot of people there that their senses weren't very acute at oh, that you, point <laughs> in time. I'm just saying
1: <laughs> that was. I'm looking. It was at 12:23 of the first quarter. That's a little. Yeah, actually, you're right. No, no you're right. Their senses were probably already shot at that point. Uh, all right, back to the um, the Cardinals game and the win and the eight and one start to the season and the facts. Well, now the stat. I think one of the main stats of the game. Is that the Cardinals this season are one and zero without Cliff and one and zero without Kyler, <laughs> and uh, at this point, if you were doing the voting right now, Cliff should win Coach of the Year right now, right? I guess that there's a full season or a full half of a season still yeah. to go, but nine games in, considering the improvements this team has made and the fact that they have the best record and who they've beaten, and he's a bigger part of it now than he was. It, it doesn't. It, there were times last year where it didn't. You didn't know how much. Cliff, how much of a role he played in the wins, it's pretty clear he's playing a pretty big role this year.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting to me because obviously Kyle Shanahan is a guy that gets an awful lot of credit for being a good coach, Mm -hmm. right? You hear this all the time. What a great coach that Kyle Shanahan is, and hear me well on this, Luke. I I love Kyle Shanahan. I do. I love him, and some of the genius that is behind his use of 21 personnel, two backs, one tight end, including a full back. I think it's it's next level stuff that he's doing. He's an awesome coach, yet at the same Time he's got a sub five hundred record as a coach, which is a little shocking to me. Um, Cliff Kingsbury has Cliff Kingsbury has a better record than Kyle Shanahan, as we were talking about, you brought it up as a matter of fact, Luke last week talking about that win percentage and the fact that it's better with Cliff Kingsbury. and now all of a sudden you've got Cliff Kingsbury at eight and one on this season one play away from being nine and0. Oh one play away from being nine and 0 um he's got the best record in football right now he's got an elite offense and an elite defense top five in scoring offense and of course scoring defense you tell me who should be the front runner for coach of the year
1: well and just to update those winning percentages i mean they obviously cliffs went up and, and shanahan's went down this week so for their career Kyle Shanahan is a four forty four winning percentage as a head coach. Okay. And Cliff is five twenty four. There you go. Five twenty four in the NFL <laughs> is in your first three years, too, you know what I mean? Yes. And getting better each year. That's the other thing. And he came in that first year with a team that had just won, what, three games the year before, and it didn't even feel like they had won three games the year before. <laughs> so he yes. was he and Kyler were taking a team basically from the bottom, the depths of the NFL. They had the first pick for a reason. I just at a certain point the guy has to get credit for what he's doing. As we said earlier, I understand why there were questions at the end of last season. And my stance at the end Absolutely. of last season and going into this season was this is a prove it year for Cliff. Yes. I'm, I'm not going to say that he's bad, but I couldn't say he was good. I wanted to see how he did in year 3 cuz he had he had made some confusing calls at times in the first two seasons, but he also had improved each season. So let's see what he does in years three. Yes. Did not expect eight and one. I got to be honest.
0: No, I absolutely I get that. And I think Cliff would tell you the exact same thing that he knew coming into this season that it was a proven year for him. And I think he definitely is doing exactly that. He is proving it. Not only again, because of the elite offense and the elite defense that we have seen these these guys go out and put up as a record. Not only, of course, in their win long loss total, but also in the numbers in which they have played up to, offensively and defensively. Very, very impressive. And it's, it's something that if you watch the tape, you see it yeah you see it you see guys making plays you see good schemes being executed offensively and good schemes being executed defensively but right now man there's no doubt about it in my opinion cliff kingsbury should be looked at as coach of
1: the year this is Damian Woody from ESPN talking about just the win yesterday, how credit needs to go to both the quarterback, Colt McCoy in this, in this case, and the head coach. I
2: think Cliff Kingsbury is pressing all the right buttons with the Arizona Cardinals. He's doing a fantastic job. And listen, there's a reason why you pay backup quarterbacks. Colt McCoy, you don't get a lot of reps in practice, obviously, you know, the starters get all the reps, but this is why you pay a Colt McCoy, a guy who, he has been around the league. He knows these different offenses and he can come in in a situation like this and go out there and win your football game when your starter, your starting quarterback is out. So kudos to Colt McCoy to come in in a pinch in this game w- without your starting quarterback and get a huge divisional game on the road.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. It was a great game by Colt McCoy, but honestly, I'm sitting here thinking about it. You know, Cliff Kingsbury, again, the development of Kyler Murray in three years. Anybody that watched Kyler Murray come into this this league and play his rookie year, you could tell one thing. He was really talented. He really had all the talent that you needed to be a good quarterback. But, man, you could see he was a long way from really developing into a franchise quarterback. There were all these great plays. No doubt about it, but man, he had a lot he had a lot of room for improvement. Let's put it that way when you juxtapose Kyler Murray from his rookie season to what we've seen of him in the first half of his third season, it is night and day. It really is that stark, that obvious. And Cliff Kingsbury deserves credit for that. The development of Kyler Murray, the maturation of Kyler Murray. Now, listen, it's not just Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. There's a lot of people involved in this. Certainly this year, Colt McCoy is also involved. Yeah, he in has this. been invaluable. His this quarterback year. coach is involved in this. His offensive line is involved. Isn't that right, Rodney Hudson? There's a lot of things that come into play here, but Having said that, again, you you have to credit Cliff Kingsbury for the development of Kyler Murray. And if you're not, you're just doing it out of spite.
1: Well, and that was something that you even brought up in the off season, which I thought was a good point at the time. Even if Cliff ultimately, and now we know differently, but even if he struggled again this year in terms of wins and losses... He didn't even struggle last year. They were eight and eight, but you know what I mean. Like if he yeah. didn't take the next step in terms of uh, of game management or you know being able to get a a, a yard on second and third and fourth <laughs> down, like there were issues last year. I understand that, but regardless of all that, even the development of Kyler Murray from the day he was drafted to where he ended last season, a good chunk of that is the head coach who specializes in quarterback play, who was a quarterback when you know he was in college and kind of briefly in the NFL. Uh, and then to, to see the jump Tyler has made this year and the wins and losses and jump that significantly. Yes. And just you know just, just passing the eye test. You watch these games, there's not many moments where you're like, wait, why are they doing that? You yes. know what I mean? I know it's it's a little more, it's easy to not be looking at stuff like that because they're winning every game. But we'd still be talking about, like, okay, why are they going for it on fourth down at their own 32, even if they were winning these games? Coming up, the Cardinals are 8-1. So what does this win say about the team overall? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The home of Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM,
0: Arizona Sports Station. Big Red Monday, presented by Sanderson Ford
1: with Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, breaking news.
0: All right, guys, so according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, tests today on Cardinals running back Chase Edmonds revealed a
2: high ankle sprain, and he is now expected to miss multiple games.
1: All right, thank you, Aaron, for that uh, breaking news right there. Yeah, uh, that just popped up during the break, so it keeps the streak going, Wolf, of the breaking news is never good news. Yeah. um, You know, I, I guess the... I don't even want to say silver lining like this team is not they're they're missing something if they don't have chase Edmonds but I think at least what we saw yesterday is <laughs> much like seemingly everybody else in the team right now they can get by without these guys but that's that's a hit Chase, And then that's another leader, too.
0: Yes. No, there's no doubt about that. That really is a great point by you because he is a leader on the field and off the field. A guy that is part of the culture and models the culture for everybody else. But I have to tell you right now, Chase Edmonds has poured in to Eno Benjamin. He has done a great job of mentoring Eno Benjamin. Eno Benjamin has done a great job of being mentored by Chase Edmonds and following him around and doing some of the things that Chase does, mimicking Chase Edmonds, if you will. Chase Edmonds is a leader, to your point. He's modeling the culture for everybody in that locker room, and Eno Benjamin has been a great student, and we saw that yesterday when he was forced into action and had to play and carry some of the load for the Arizona Cardinals, Eno Benjamin was off the charts.
1: So he may have to play a role against Carolina and uh, Seattle going forward. Then they have a bye week. So, I mean, it does help to still have that bye week in your back pocket. Now, also on that Seattle game, uh, multiple people tweeting this out now, but uh, Russell Wilson is good to go for the Green Bay game coming up. Good. So he will obviously be good to go for the Cardinals game, too, in two weeks. But uh, – How crazy is it that, you know, we get news, okay, Russell Wilson's coming back, here come the Seahawks. I mean, they're so far behind the Cardinals right now that you keep an eye on them because I'm not sure I want Seattle even in the playoffs, but the Cardinals have a four and a half game lead over Seattle and San Francisco.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's just weird. There's no one, there's no denying that when you look at it and think of San Francisco being three and five. Man, they were three and four and you know how badly they wanted to win yesterday's game against the Cardinals. This is the thing that once again, I continue to marvel at the toughness and the resiliency of the Arizona Cardinals going into their stadium. Again, on the road. The Arizona Cardinals have won five road games. They've played five road games, and they've given up 16.6. 16.6 points per game in those games on the road. You stop and think about that and what you saw yesterday. Just a beatdown of the San Francisco 49ers, who knew they had to win that game to get to 500. The first half of the season, they could have looked at it and said, we're 4-4. Four four. Here we go. Hey, listen, guys, it's time for us to hit the reset button. We, we've got nine games left. We can go out and turn our season around in the second half and look like a Super Bowl contender in the second half of the season. All we've got to do is beat the Arizona Cardinals right here, right now. They were a desperate football team. They went out and got hammered by the Cardinals with their backup quarterback. Hammered.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing the vibe around the 49ers isn't real great right now. Uh, Eno Benjamin, after the game yesterday, talked about the vibe in the Cardinals locker room.
2: Oh uh, yeah, it's just uh, a great feeling all around. Um, I think we had a lot of players step up today. Um, we had some players that weren't able to. Um, uh, there, we had some players that we weren't able to rely on that we usually rely on, and um, everyone probably uh, just did a really good job of stepping in and uh, filling that void.
0: Listen to him right there. I mean, you could just you hear a little shake in his voice. Oh, yeah, He's just, been waiting to play. Just a little bit right there. I just It's the magic of it all when a young guy gets the opportunity to go out and play in a game when he's got the silks on and the bullets, metaphorically speaking, are real. They're, they're live, and you get out there, you get the opportunity to play, and you come through. This is, this is what a guy like Eno Benjamin has been waiting for, the opportunity to show that he can actually do it in a game when it counts when it matters i can be that guy i can deliver i can go out and be successful you've got to see yourself do that you have to i don't care how confident you are you've got to see yourself go out at this level and be successful on the field in between the white lines like Eno benjamin did yesterday before you can really grow
1: we saw it a little bit in the preseason. You could see that he was getting better, but you but never preseason know. Preseason is not regular season it, football. It, it is not and that that was reinforced by the fact that he had two career carries coming into yesterday's game. And this was this is his third year, isn't it? It's second or third year, so I mean, for him to uh, to to finally, he got nine carries yesterday, thirty nine yards, a highlight reel touchdown. I mean, that that that's oh, the sort of man. touchdown that should be leading or one of the top uh, touchdowns on every highlight show out there for football games this weekend. Um, and he may have to play a role now with uh, with no Chase Edmonds for presumably a few weeks. I would assume that
0: is that's one of those runs right there. You mentioned that run, that twenty one yard run for a touchdown. I believe it was. Thinking of Eno Benjamin, and I'll guarantee you that night, last night, he laid his head down at night, and it was him, and it was the pillow, and he said to himself, I can do this. And what he was thinking of that play? What
1: do you think, Drake Kirkpatrick was thinking? <laughs> <laughs> He's still laying I on the
0: field. I you, right now, the mentally, you've got to do some gymnastics to get around that one because that—I <laughs> don't know what you'd say to yourself after that one. Oh, you know what? I didn't have my feet under me. Yeah, I didn't get raining. my feet under whatever it was. There was—it was I wasn't ready.
1: I didn't know that Something. play counted. Um, looking around the NFL here, real quick, Wolf. The. Uh, the way things broke yesterday couldn't have gone much better for the Cardinals. Yes, they took care of their own business. They went to San Francisco. They did what they had to do. They were up 31-7. to They won 31-17. But like Green Bay lost to Kansas City. That's the one team that was ahead of you because they had the tiebreaker. Okay, well, they lose 13-7. to yes. No Aaron Rodgers, but whatever, they lost. I mean, the yes. Cardinals didn't have their quarterback. We had a caller say that before. I, f- I forget which one it was, but the Cardinals didn't have their quarterback. He's not the whole team. Correct. Aaron Rodgers kind of is the whole Packers team in some ways, it looks like, at least their whole offense. Um, The Rams, and they didn't have Von Miller yet, but that one shocked me last night. They were down 21-3 at halftime to Tennessee, and they ultimately lost 28-16. Yes,
0: I I thought Matthew Stafford. um, I'm looking at Matthew Stafford right now, wondering what's going on right there. Uh, What is Matthew Stafford really thinking of? He got off to a great start this year, and everybody, I remember going in, playing the Rams at SoFi Stadium, week number four, as a matter of fact, and everybody was talking about Matt. Matthew Stafford and how well he had played in three games. The Rams are 3-0, and and they had played so well in those three games. And Matthew Stafford was the early MVP candidate in the NFC. And to watch him take a couple of steps back, um, and I'm not just talking about in losses. I'm talking about in wins, even, from time to time. Um, it's been a surprise to me.
1: Yeah, he had uh, interceptions on back-to-back throws last night. That's the first time that's ever happened in his career. Horrific Yeah, one decisions. of them right into coverage too. Um, so the Rams lose. The Packers lose. How about Dallas losing to to Denver at home? Denver, yes. who's who really has not been impressive. They did start the year three and zero, but they what they beat the Jets, Giants, and Jaguars in that run. But uh, that game yesterday was. It was never close. In fact, I want to. I'm trying to double check this, but I believe at one point, yeah, it was thirty to nothing, Denver. Yeah, thirty to yeah, nothing. it was
0: thirty to nothing right there. It was so funny because there are so many analysts nationally that are in love with the Dallas Cowboys, and I do not understand why. The Arizona Cardinals, what makes them so good, ladies and gentlemen, understand this right here. They have Super Bowl caliber talent offensively. I've said this before, but this truly is. In light of what happened yesterday, stop and think about this. This is the key for the Arizona Cardinals, and people continue to not look at their defense and give their defense the credit that, that it deserves. Yes, you know, Kyler Murray, and a lot of times they'll talk about the offense. The offense is Super Bowl caliber, and it's hard for any analyst to deny that when you watch the Cardinals play. They have talent everywhere offensively. But what makes them a Super Bowl contender is their defense. And nobody gives them credit. Nobody gives Vance Joseph the credit that he deserves for molding this defense and putting it together.
1: Somebody's going to. Somebody's going to, and they're going to hire him.
0: Somebody will,
1: yes. <laughs> then I'm going to be upset. Good for Vance. Um, no, but I mean, those, those teams losing, we talked about this last week. The, the biggest one is you've got to stay ahead of the Rams because you will drop from one to five if you fall behind the Rams in the NFC pecking order because the top four are going to be division winners. And so right now the Rams are the technically the number 5 seed in the NFC. But Green Bay losing is huge because that was the only team that had a tiebreaker over you. Uh, and Dallas, I think, losing is really... It, it's underrated how big that is because their division is so bad that they're going to coast to probably, I don't know, at least 12, maybe 13, maybe 14 wins, Dallas, because... You know Washington hasn't been good. The Giants are kind of they're feisty. Uh, the Eagles are showing a little more fight too. Mm-hmm. But you know, compared to being in a division with the Rams, let's say uh, that's that's a lot. And Green Bay is the same way. Their division has been pretty weak too. So you do need those teams to lose if you really want that first round bye, which the Cardinals currently have. And I mean, at the moment, you have basically a game and a half lead over the Rams in that division too. If you win that game on December thirteenth, that Monday night game at home, yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be huge. As the, I think the Rams are playing Monday night football every week from now till then, too. They're, they're on Monday night. Again the Cardinals are 8-1. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. It's true. They're 8-1. 8-1. 5-0 and, one. Eight and, one. Five and oh on the road, and they still have four more road games because of the weird schedule this year. Coming up next, we'll take you through the top stories of the day. Wolf and Down Your Lunch is coming up. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.